This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Crime Talk is brought to you by Progressive, helping Indians fans save hundreds on car insurance. Everyone, welcome to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend as we are back at Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland on a frigid, frigid January weekend. This is this is winter in Northeast Ohio, isn't it? We hadn't really had that that full blast, but uh, we're back here at the ballpark after spending last weekend at Tribe Fest at the Downtown Convention Center. What a great time! Hopefully, you had a chance to take part in Tribe Fest. So many of the players who will be on this season's roster were here interacting with fans and uh, mainly with kids, too, on that gigantic wiffle ball field. That seems to be one of the highlights of each year's Tribe Fest now. But a great day last Saturday, and hope you had a chance to enjoy that. Coming up on this week's show, we will hear shortly, we'll replay an interview we did with Corey Kluber at Tribe Fest And uh, he's certainly front and center in the news for the Indians. The two-time Cy Young Award winner and 20-game winner from a season ago, Kluber's name has been mentioned quite a bit throughout the offseason in terms of trade rumors. And this past week, it came up again as uh, apparently there's some traction to a potential, potential deal uh, featuring not only the Indians, but the Cincinnati Reds, and the San Diego Padres. Did check in with Mike Chernoff earlier this week, the Indians general manager, and he said, look, if teams call, we have to listen as they continue to shape this roster, trying to, to build a team that can win in the regular season this year, get back to the postseason, but also with an eye toward the future. And we've seen that come into play in so many of the trades and moves that they have made during this offseason. And certainly Kluber would be a part of that if indeed something does happen. But again, nothing has happened, and the Indians are not actively shopping him, but they are listening when teams call and present certain proposals. So that's where it stands right now. And when we had a chance to catch up with Corey at Tribe Fest, obviously that was something that we talked to him about. First time really in his career that at least publicly uh, the Indians have uh, been featured with Kluber as a trade chip in uh, some of the trade rumors out there. So uh, we talked to him about how he dealt with that. But he was at Tribe Fest. It's a, a fun time, not only for fans and kids, but players too. And for Kluber, he spent some time on that wiffle ball field at Tribe Fest catching, not pitching. And we asked him about that, why the move behind the plate when playing in the wiffle ball games with the youngsters. 
Yeah, it went well. Um, you know, didn't didn't embarrass myself too bad out there, but uh, it was fun. You know, I think that uh, that was that was my my best way of trying to interact with all the kids was to you know catch and give them high fives and they hit things like that. So you know, it's fun. It's fun to see uh, you know all the different activities going on out there and you know to to see the different opportunities for kids to to interact with players and you know kind of be active things like that. Nobody asked you to pitch. They asked me, but I, I, I politely declined. Can you throw, you think you can get more break on a wiffle ball as opposed to just regular baseball, you know, known for your breaking stuff, would, would it come into play with a wiffle ball? It's one of the reasons I didn't want to pitch because I'm, I was afraid I'd embarrass myself trying to throw a <laughs> wiffle ball as opposed to a real ball. All right, off season, um, another, I mean, a tremendous year a year ago, 20-game winner for the first time in your career. And I know when you're in the season, it's hard to, to really get too excited about that because you're so locked in. But um, when it was done, what did you think at the end of the year? Yeah, I think, you know, it was, it was a solid year for me personally. I think that, uh, you know, I I feel like for the most part I was pretty consistent throughout the year. There was a couple ups and downs there, but I think that's what we all strive for is to is to be consistent, you know, from game one to game 162 and, you know, take the ball, log innings, all that kind of stuff. So in that sense, that you know, I think it was, it was a good year for me. Um, obviously, when, when you don't, don't win in the playoffs, that leaves a bad taste in your mouth, whether you lose in the first round or you lose in the World Series. But um, like you said, you know, you take time after the season to reflect and, and try to, you know, look at the bigger picture. And I think at the end, it, it seems easy. You win 20 games, you, you get the 200 innings, the 200 strikeouts, all of that. But there were some struggles there midway through, and, and how impressed were you with, with your ability to, to overcome some things, both health-wise and, and effectiveness-wise there for a couple of starts? I think everybody runs into things throughout the course of the year. I think that, you know, a player would be lying to you if they went through the entire season saying they felt great or didn't, you know, feel uncomfortable at a certain point in time. It's just it's such a long season. You you play so many games, you're bound to, to go through spells where things don't feel great. But, you know, that's part of it is trying to – battle your way through it and you know when as a starting pitcher you know you, you pitch once every fifth day and when it is your day to pitch you go out there and you compete to the best of your ability and, and you try to give your team a chance to win. Corey Kluber joining us and uh, obviously fans know your, your name has been mentioned in just a, a slew of trade rumors throughout the offseason. How have you dealt with that really for the first time in your career where publicly your name has been out there? Um, I mean I think honestly as, as players I think we all realize that you know it's baseball is a business and that's part of it at certain points in your career either you're going to be a free agent or maybe a team might you know talk about trading and things like that but you know all, all we can concern ourselves all that I'm, I'm trying to do right now is just prepare myself for the season um, you know the best I can hopefully it's with the Indians if not then you know I'll I'll be prepared wherever else it is but like I said you know just trying to get yourself ready for the season and and, you know, try to go out there, like I said, you know, log innings, make starts, things like that, and, you know, try to bolster his pitching staff. And along those lines, obviously a, a team tries to come together at a certain point. There'll be some new faces this year. There are going to be some familiar, uh, familiar faces that aren't here any longer. How do you go about pulling that together when, when you get to spring training or even to some extent this weekend, at least for a little bit? Yeah, you know, I think we've been in a pretty unique situation uh, the last few years. You know, we haven't really had much turnover which probably isn't that common you know amongst major league baseball teams and and now we do have a little bit of it and you know it's it's not any anything that we can use it as as an excuse you know i think that we just have to do it as as we did a few years ago and you know take the time to to build that culture and, and you know get to know each other trust each other all that kind of stuff that makes you good teammates when you look at, at individually things that maybe you work on this off season that 
maybe you haven't done before. Any new wrinkles that you add to your routine that, that you think will help you as you get deeper into your career now? Uh, not really. You know, I, I had a full off season. You know, no, no bumps and bruises for the first time in a couple of years to kind of address things. So it was nice to just kind of get in the gym right away and and you know work on getting stronger and preparing myself and you know take advantage of the full off season as opposed to trying to you know address some stuff early on and then and then work on improving. So I think I think it's been good so far. So for some of our younger listeners, maybe pitchers, the the month of January. What, what is a Corey Kluber doing in the month of January to get ready? This is probably the busiest point, you know, of the off season as far as preparation. You know, I think that uh, for me now it's you know early on in the off season it's just you know lifting stuff, getting stronger, trying to work on your body, and now it's it's really ramping up the throwing and while also you know continuing to do all that stuff. So I think that you know you you build throughout the course of the off season to to try to get yourself ready for when when spring training rolls around. You know, your arms in shape and your body's in shape and stuff. That way you don't you know have to have to kind of slow things down to get ready for the season but you're ready to just kind of hit the ground running well you're always ready i know that and uh, we'll look forward to seeing you in spring training thanks Corey. Yeah. thanks Rosie. and again we'll see if that indeed is the case still up in the air just based on uh i read the same things you guys read and, and obviously check in with the front office to some extent but uh, they are listening on certain things when teams call and Corey kluber's name certainly is one that has come up and again the the facts on kluber he will head into this season, the 2019 campaign, at, at the age of 34 come April 10th. And he has been with the Indians at the major league level full-time. Really, the, the first full season was the Cy Young season in 2014, but he first broke in back in 2011. Uh, just a cameo there with three appearances then. And then uh, more work, 12 appearances, starts in 2012. Then 13, things started to come together. He won 11 games that year. Then the Cy Young year in 2014, his first full season in the major leagues. And then he won it again in 2017. And then was a 20-game winner, went 20-7 and a season ago with an outstanding earned run average of 289 and finished in the top three once again in the Cy Young voting. And when you look at Indians' records now, history, Corey Kluber in terms of strikeouts, third on the all-time Indian strikeout list with 1,423. Of course, Bob Feller, the career strikeout record holder for the Indians. Boy, you don't see this one ever being topped at 2,581 strikeouts. I mean, he's more than 1,000 strikeouts ahead of Kluber, who, if he were to stay with the Indians through the end of his current contract, has three more seasons, so he's not going to catch Bob Feller in those three seasons. We'll see what maybe happens after that. But uh, winning percentage, Cy Young's one of the, the very few in Major League history with multiple Cy Young's. So uh, really a tremendous career for the Tribe, and uh, we'll see if indeed he continues that career in an Indians uniform this season. As of today, he is still in an Indians uniform and uh, certainly would make that Tribe starting rotation one of the best in the, in the American League and the Major Leagues if he is a part of that coming out of spring training. Stay tuned. When we come back, we'll continue with Tribe Talk. There are two pitchers that could be impacted by whatever happens with Kluber this offseason. Cody Anderson and Adam Pletko. We'll visit with Pletko when we come back after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. 
Kluber's ready. Now the 0-1 pitch. Swing and a miss. Cutter away. 0-2. This guy, folks, you buy a ticket every time he pitches. They're on their feet roaring. How about this? Kluber getting a standing ovation as he goes into the wine. Here's the two-strike pitch to LeMayhew. Swing and a miss. He strikes out the side in the ninth. A dozen strikeouts for Kluber. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. And we hope you can join us each weekend or via podcast as this show does turn into podcast form after it's completed. And you can hear that pulling it down on iTunes. Just go to the Cleveland Indians podcast uh, category there and uh, you'll find us. And uh, there you go. On iTunes, you have our show as part of a podcast. And we're also on the Indians radio network each Saturday. And uh, we'll try and fill you in. We send it down the line at 5 o'clock each Saturday. And it airs at different times depending on the station along the Indians radio network. Or you can go to Indians.com and pick it up there as well. So a lot of different ways to tune in to Tribe Talk each week. Well, we just heard from Corey Kluber and some of his thoughts on how the offseason has gone, an interesting offseason to say the least for him. Adam Pletko is coming off a season of firsts in the major leagues for him as uh, he earned his first major league win and uh, also appeared in more games than he had in any major league season so far. He was healthy and certainly a key part of the Indians' fortunes in 2018 as he was that swing man up and back between Cleveland and Columbus on many an occasion, providing great depth to that starting rotation as, in a sense, the sixth starter in a five-man rotation. But that comes into play quite a bit over the course of a long major league season. Six different stints in the major leagues for Pletko, and he said when it was all said and done at the end of the year, well, he uh, he kind of sat back and uh, took a look at things on how things transpired. Just breathe. <laughs> Be in the same place for like a week at a time because I was so week to week the last, I mean, little bit of that season, which was it was great. I loved uh, coming up and helping when I could, and and uh, obviously when the team didn't need me going back and getting better so I could help out when I came back again. So when I got back home, it was just take a breath and relax for a couple minutes. Yeah, and all these milestone things happen, uh, you know, major league debut, major league major league start, major league win, all that kind of stuff. Um, did, and sometimes when you're in the season, it's hard to, to really enjoy that. Were you able to maybe look back on it? more when it was all said and done and, and take a look back first big league save too coming off that uh, 14 run differential game um yeah it was it was good it was uh obviously a career year and um uh you know just a good life year in general but uh you, you don't really worry about those things as athletes i think you just start looking at what you can improve upon and do better the next year so for you based on what you were able to do last year what is that what did you try and, and zero in on I think more than anything, now having experience of doing it every five days at this level, I mean, I spoke to that a lot during the season, is just getting more reps I can get off facing major league hitters, the more I'm understanding what I need to do. And I think now taking that and understanding, you know, behind in counts or understanding uh, what it's like to to put guys away with the strikeout pitch, um, now I can just even tighten the screws down on that a little bit and, and improve that way. 
There's so much analytics in the game now with, with numbers and things like that. But you mentioned um, just learning from the hitters. Is that ultimately what it comes down to sometimes is what the hitters tell you? Absolutely. Um, you can look at all the numbers all you want, but if a guy makes an adjustment you know, two games prior, the numbers aren't going to show you that he's made a huge adjustment. So you have to let your eyes tell you what's going on too. That being said, all the numbers are great. Like, Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying the numbers don't help me. They probably help me more than anything in the game but uh you always got to let your eyes tell you what's what's going on and you got to let your instincts take over because i've been playing this game longer than these new numbers have been around so uh my eyes tell me a lot too adam pletko joining us uh he became a dad in the off season uh, how's that going and uh, what are you learning about that game <laughs> <laughs> uh i've never felt more regular human in my life waking up in the middle of the night at 3 a.m and feeding this child who doesn't care that i'm tired so uh, it's been good. It's definitely had its challenges, and it's uh, it's been a lot of fun, too. That's Adam Pletko, Indian starting pitcher, who very well could be in the mix once again to be a part of that rotation, depending on what happens with the Indians' rotation between now and the start of the season. He made 12 starts a year ago, went 4-5 and five with an earned run average of 5.28. And as he pointed out, he earned his first career save in the major leagues last July at Cincinnati. He worked the final four innings in an Indians blowout win over the Reds to get the save, but uh, certainly a valuable piece in terms of depth for the Indians heading into 2019. Another pitcher in a similar spot for a different reason is right-hander Cody Anderson. We'll visit with him when we return after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Been sunny all day, but it's been brutally cold. Breezy, 32 degrees. The 1-0. Swing and a foul off to the right into the club seats. And the count one and one. Now give these fans credit that came to these games. Good Lord. I don't know how they've done it. Sit out in this weather. They love their baseball. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland on this cold, snowy, raw winter weekend in Northeast Ohio. This is, uh, you know, we haven't really had it yet this winter, and there's no escaping it. <laughs> and certainly we're in it now, and, and this is what makes you really look forward to spring training and the start of baseball season because you know the better weather is right around the corner. But uh, right now, we're still a ways away. The Indians, in terms of reporting the spring training, so many players will be there right around the, the 1st of February. They'll, they'll start heading down to Goodyear and, and the Indian spring training complex. But the official report date for pitchers and catchers is the 12th. The position players show up a short while after that. And the first game for the Indians will be against the Cincinnati Reds at Goodyear Ballpark on Saturday February the 23rd, and we'll have that for you right here on the Indians Radio Network starting at 3 o'clock in the afternoon Eastern time. So we hope you can tune in then to get our first look exhibition-wise at this year's edition of the Cleveland Indians. Will it feature a familiar name on the pitching staff? Cody Anderson burst on the scene a couple of years back, and it looked like the Indians really had something special from a 14th-round draft pick back in 2011. 
He had broken into the major leagues in 2015, was a seven-game winner in 15 starts with an ERA of 3.05. He was just tremendous. But the following season, the ERA ballooned to just under seven, and that was over nine starts and ten relief outings, and it just didn't seem like Anderson was right, and that turned out to be the case. He ended up having Tommy John surgery. That cost him all of 2017 and most of last year, too. But he did come back toward the end of the season, made one appearance each with the Arizona League entry for the Indians, the Mahoning Valley team in the New York Penn League, and A Akron as well in a postseason game. And when we talked to him about his rehab, his progress, where he is, he's very confident that things are going the way they should as he prepares for 2019. Yeah, so this was my first uh regular off season I guess so I got to prepare you know like I would for a normal spring training and uh just got off the mound uh, earlier this week and you know should be on track to have a normal spring training and um just work on my health and make sure I come back strong we saw you last spring training and and things are going well but I'm, I'm sure there's it's not a constant plane that that looks good for anybody yeah, yeah. coming back from that what was the summer like for you so uh, spring training was, I had just a little bit of a setback. I, I don't want to say setback, but it was just getting a little bit sore. I was about 11 months out, and typically, you know, around you know 12 to 14 months, you kind of typically don't feel that great, but um, just kind of took it kind of slow, like right after spring training, and then um, had a little bit of a setback about halfway through the summer so that every time you have a setback or, you know, you get some inflammation in there or something that you get shut down for 10 days and it takes another, you know, 20 days to build back up. So it was just kind of a frustrating summer, but, you know, I learned a lot and learned a lot about, you know, my body and my health and um, hopefully I can continue to take that and move forward. Did you learn too much about Goodyear, Arizona, having spent so much time out there? Yeah, so after my first surgery the to take the bone spurs out in 16, just it was like two days after the World Series I had that surgery and then, I had been there since then, you know, November, whatever, 10th of 2016, all the way till October of 18. <laughs> so you were able to get on the mound in some minor league games toward the end of last season. What what was that like to get back out there in the game action, and, and what did it mean to you to be able to do that before the offseason? You know, it was a – my first game was a AZL Indians game, and I had an unbelievable amount of adrenaline just, you know, getting back out there and being able to compete and – it was August, you know, 115 degrees when I was pitching, but um, it was just unbelievable. And I thought in my head that it was going to be hard to kind of get back into it, but it almost felt like I didn't even take any time off. It's hard to think about, but, you know, 18 months of not pitching and then finally getting back out there and competing was, you know, an unbelievable experience. You have a great reputation for, for being an extremely hard worker. Was it difficult at times to, to pull back a little bit and, and just stay with the program and not overdo it too soon? I think that's what I learned the most about myself is, you know, sometimes sometimes I can take, you know, a setback or something, and I think I can work harder to get through it. But, you know, sometimes taking a step back is better for your body than, you know, pushing it to the limit. So I think I learned a lot last summer of, you know, trying to balance that that work ethic or, you know, not being able to sit still. I'm always trying to do more and more. Um, I think I learned a lot about just being able to take a step back and 
learn how to handle that that situation. Cody Anderson joining us on his way back from Tommy John surgery and at the tail end of that now. And I can remember talking to Josh Tomlin about when he was rehabbing. He felt he, he gained a little bit because he watched the game a lot more and without going out and pitching and, and kind of learned some things about how to get hitters out. Did you try and take advantage of, of that downtime and those opportunities? Oh, absolutely. I, I watched like over whatever 330 games uh, the last two seasons on TV, you know, on my iPad at the field or, you know, sitting on my couch. But, you know, watching every single game and watching how these guys work and even watching other teams, you know, um, you almost learn – to reflect a little bit on when you're pitching. See, when I did start pitching again, it almost helped because I was watching so many games that when I got back in there, I knew exactly what to do because it's almost like you're you're getting practice by just watching. What do you think you learned that maybe you didn't know? Is, is there anything that stands out to you that, that you learned? I think slowing the, slowing the game down as a pitcher is it's talked about a lot, but you almost learn more by watching other guys slow down and learning from their experience and just applying it to yourself when you're out there. That's Indians pitcher Cody Anderson, and again, it may be a spot in the bullpen for him, but the decision the Indians may have to make is do they want him in the major league bullpen? If he's effective, they'll certainly give that heavy consideration because they, at this point, do need some bullpen arms but you always like to have that depth of AAA stretched out so that when you do need starting pitching, you can bring up a pitcher who can pitch six, seven innings at a time. So we'll see how it transpires for Anderson, who's certainly excited. We saw him at TribeFest, and uh, he's excited to be back and uh, real close now to being 100% in terms of health, and then we'll see in terms of effectiveness how that goes for him as he approaches the current season. Stay with us when we come back. We'll check in with another pitcher who's on the comeback trail from injury and could be a key part to a bullpen that has a lot of question marks, at least as of today, as they try and sort through things getting closer to spring training. We're talking about right-hander Nick Goody. That's coming your way shortly as we conclude Tribe Talk after this timeout on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland. It's our final segment. Great to have you with us. We've already heard from Indians pitcher Corey Kluber, who as of today is still a Cleveland Indian. And again, we addressed it at the top of our show today. A lot of rumors out there, and especially this past week, a a rumor floated by several in the national media that the Indians, Reds, and Padres would be a fit. And maybe there's been discussions, um, between a potential deal involving Kluber and and, uh, who would the Indians get back, why is a third team needed, Uh, all of that. But uh, those are the three teams mentioned in a potential deal. But nothing is concrete. And as we talked about earlier in the show, General Manager Mike Chernoff was saying earlier this week, hey, teams call us, we have to listen, talking about the Indians. And obviously teams are calling about Corey Kluber to see if he's available and, and if so, what it would take to get him on their team, what the Indians would need back. And by all accounts, if the Indians were to ever do that type of deal with Kluber or perhaps Trevor Bauer, uh, two certainly marketable starting pitchers for them, they would have to get back a heavy haul. And we'll see if indeed that does happen. But as of right now, 
That starting rotation is intact, and that is a strength for the Indians heading into 2019. What about the bullpen? Well, late this week, Cody Allen, it's been reported that he has signed a contract with the Los Angeles Angels, a one-year deal to be their closer. So the reign of Cody Allen as the Indians' closer, and he finishes his Indians career, at least for right now, and we say that with an eye toward Carlos Santana. You never know who could come back. But uh, Cody Allen, in his time with the Indians, leaves as the career saves leader in Cleveland Indians history. He surpassed that mark held by Bob Wickman earlier this season, So, uh, or over this past season, and uh, certainly was a great member of that Indians bullpen, a dominant bullpen at times over the past several seasons, but there are question marks now. Brad Hand is at the back of the pen. He'll assume the closer's role now, but beyond that, a lot of question marks. Now, someone who certainly could make an impact, we saw him do just that back in 2017, is right-hander Nick Goody, an acquisition from the Yankees in a player-to-be-named-later type deal back in December of 2016. In the 17 campaign, Goody was durable. He appeared in 56 games. His ERA was 2.80. He struck out well more than a hitter per inning, 72 strikeouts in 54 and two-thirds innings. But last season, boy, the elbow was barking from the start, and he just never could get rolling. Shut it down after 12 appearances and then spent the rest of the summer trying to get healthy. We saw him at Tribe Fest last weekend, and he fills us in on his health situation as we get closer to spring training. Yeah, I feel great. Everything is everything is right where it needs to be. You know, um, the medical staff, the doctors, the athletic trainers, the trainers, the everybody, the weight coaches, um, they've all taken care of me really well, and I feel like I feel like uh, like I'm 12. Like my arm feels great, and um, you know. Everything happens for a reason. So last year, I think you, you know, can't dwell on what happened, but it is what it is. And, uh, you know, this is a new year, and I feel I feel really, really good. You were saying earlier last year was a, a real tough year, but a good year, too, in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Explain what you mean by that. Well, started out with, uh, in spring training, my wife, who was pregnant at the time, got in the car accident. So that kind of threw us off for a loop. Um and my mom was in the hospital. My grandfather wasn't doing good. So, like, my family was kind of not all there. And uh, and then on top of that, you know, the, and I got hurt and was out for, for the year. Um, but then in June we had my our, our son Braxton. And obviously, you know, if anybody's parent has had a baby, if you're, it's like the greatest day of your life. So... 2018 was an up and down year for for many reasons and and not only you know I got to see him when he was born and then I was back up here rehabbing and they had to stay down in Florida and it was it was just tough because I I didn't get to spend as much time as I would like with him but I think it was good for me to be able to get rest and be up here and rehab and and get to where I needed to be knowing that you know my wife had we have family in Florida that would help her out. Nick Goody joining us at different levels of arm injuries for pitchers. Uh, for fans who don't know, explain yours and what's allowed you to, to get in a real good place here at this point in the season. So I had, bone, I, I essentially I just had bone spurs removed. So over time, um, everybody, I don't say everybody, but if 
you everybody to some degree i'm sure has some sort of bone spur in their knees elbows whatever it's just basically wear and tear over time um and some people if i didn't play professional baseball i probably could have lived with it but uh since i throw for a living that's uh you feel it a lot more than usual so i had those removed and um you know a couple of shots and now i'm ready to go bone spurs and a pitcher relies on the slider seems to be a bad combination (laughs) yeah i mean i guess i i I guess for for anybody throwing but yeah i uh i i guess a slider probably maybe puts more stress i don't know i don't know i'd have to ask trevor about that but uh yeah no we're we're good now so everything is everything is golden so uh, here we are mid-january and you still have a little ways to go for spring training where are you right now and and how confident are you that that you'll be 100 percent ready to go by the time spring starts and and you really want to start throwing yeah so like i was saying earlier i i threw i threw uh some bullpens before i left for my my off season um in arizona and i pushed it and everything felt great um way way better than i thought and you know but that's that's a testament to you know the trainers and and the hard work and and everybody um i feel i feel great man i mean i like i was telling you i feel like i'm 12 like my arm feels feels good i feel like i could i i'm gonna be a lot more cautious this year and a lot more diligent on working on keeping my arm in shape and doing shoulder program and, and and arm care because of that but I feel like I can just go out and throw. I don't have to do anything. It's like, it's a night and day difference from from last year, and you know, it sucks. But I'm I'm happy last year happened because I think it it's gonna allow me to have a better future. When you look at at the past year, obviously you've been so concerned about your health. How much have you had time to keep track of of the roster where? where things stand right now with the bullpen and, and how it all fits together and, and how that could impact you? I really haven't paid it too much attention, to be honest with you. I uh, I, I kind of just zone zone all that stuff out. I know if I'm, if I'm healthy and I feel, feel, feel good, like, uh, I'll, it'll take care of itself. Like, I'm fairly confident in, in my abilities and, um, you know, I, I, I know some of the guys that we got um, – um, and I know some of the guys that we got. My, my buddy has played. Some buddies have played with them. So it's, you know, baseball is a pretty tight knit community. So you kind of just know everybody. And um, what was it? And uh, like I said, I, I don't put too much stock into who we've who we signed because I, I, when you get to spring training, that's when you start putting faces to names and start really like getting to know guys on a personal level. But other than that, I just I just stay in my lane and do my do my thing well that's nick goody a lot of confidence there that, that he's going to be just fine as the indians approach spring training and uh, he feels he can be a big part of that bullpen once again as he was back in 2017 that's going to do it for this week's edition of tribe talk thanks so much for tuning in as always and again if you want to find us just go to the indians radio network in your town and uh, we usually send the show down the line at 5 o'clock on Saturday afternoons. Or you can go to Indians.com, pick it up there, or in podcast form at your leisure. You don't even need a time. It's usually posted shortly after the show runs 
on iTunes in the Cleveland Indians podcast section. So until next week, I want to thank Anthony Alford for all of his help putting together our show this week, along with uh, the always uh, great assistance from Brian Matze. And until next week, when we join you from right back here at Progressive Field in downtown Cleveland, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you that you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Thank you.